Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Murphy's Roll. This is Reaper. This is Nian. And Mr. Roll. And today, we're just not going to be talking about our character spotlight like we usually do. Instead, we're just going to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Essentially, we're just going to go through D&D experience and what it got us into it. Give you guys a little backstory on us, the host, you know, uh, out, of, out of character, you know, for one time. One time for the one time? One time for the one time. It may not be for one time. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But um, anyway, so let's go ahead and kick it off with the most experienced of the group, Nian. Just throw me in front of the bus, why don't you? Exactly. Yeah, so I started, I can't remember if it was late 2005, early 2006. I just remember it was winter about that time. So the time frame pretty much matches up. Started in 3.5. I really liked Lord of the Rings at the time. It's playing Fire Emblem. So it's like, okay, the medieval setting's my type of thing. So let's play D&D. Started, my first character was a ranger. Uh, it was an elvish ranger. and The DM was kind of a douchebag at times. and That character actually died fairly quickly. There's Did a, he die as quickly as Smackers? No, but he went out in a blazing glory. Kind. So we're in this room and there's this mysterious liquid in the in a bowl. So the DM had a house rule, elvish curiosity, something kind of like a cat. So if it caught our eye enough, we did an elvish curiosity roll. I failed it, just slurped down this mysterious goo. Started turning me my character started turned to a rust monster. Which, if you don't know what a rust monster does, anything metal it touches, it just turns to rust. So we get back to town, starting to look more like one. So the town guard put me in a little small cage, a wooden cage. But I had just enough room to shoot my bow. When they came to check on me, fucking nat 20, shot one right through the eye, landed in the middle street with the eye still attached, turned, up, turned into a rust monster, ran off. New character. So I played a wizard at that point, which was a uh, fun until that one ended up turning into a were rat. Backstory with the rare rat, were rat, we were tasked to retrieve this book that a cult had stolen, and inside the book there's a spell that could turn you into a god. Essentially, the rogue heard spell turn into god and went okay. I can't cast magic, but I could steal the book, but I know who could cast magic. Pulled me aside. We had this plan. That's whenever we, we figured out where the book was. I went downstairs in the basement. That's where my bluff checks of the, oh, my knee hurts. Where's the pisser? And hung out while he stole the book, came back. Before we even went in there, I cast invisibility so he could get past the guards that came towards me. He got the book. We got out, reading it, discovered that the chapter we needed was stolen. We were all ripped out by the cult. So we were going to ambush them, get it back. Well, between that point and the ambush, the rogue became a were-rat, turned into one, turned me. We both lost our characters. We failed saves. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but I was used to it at that point because the DM was just always killing off characters. Then I played another ranger, then I think another ranger, then a druid, and then that session kind of ended. I've actually played a different one with a different DM with the same group of people. So my first samurai I've ever played was in there, but before that I was a hexblade. In 3.5, the hexblade had nothing to do with like warlocks. It was its own standalone class. 
that cast illusionary magic. So what happened there was we're going through a desert, seek shelter. Well, when we're in the desert, the DM asks, does anybody have a water skin? That's where I've learned first purchase water skin because we end up becoming dehydrated. And I thought my dehydration led me to believe I had this rock that poured water out of it. So I'm thinking I'm drinking water and hiding this rock from everybody because they're going to steal my magic water rock. One party member thought somebody else was just a giant chicken. He's looking at us like, what the fuck? Nobody noticed there's a giant chicken right here. So we end up hiding out in the cave for the night. We'd step out and a trap would just launch us somewhere. None of us realized what was going on. So the next one would go out. The next one, we all end up captured in a camp. Our wizard decided, I'm not going to cooperate. I'm going to strip naked and escape, which he successfully did. The DM ended up giving him a, a special skill, going commando. Whenever he's naked, he gets a bonus to hit. Like, completely butt naked, he gets a bonus to his stealth. Wow. Yeah. And then my Hexblade end up dying in that because we're mining something found this thing required a sacrifice and i had to fight the samurai then i rolled a samurai of my own and we're doing fairly well i that's been well over a decade i can't remember why we end up stopped playing then i didn't really play too much i then i played on roll 20 which is an online tabletop for D and games like that i've started when I did a 3.5 campaign that was very short-lived, had to deal with like a monk that wanted to dig up the corpse of a town just for loot. Like, it was one of those players where, what did we find? It was quite annoying. Like, my character got in front of him and was like, no, we're not doing this. It was a samurai, and he's like, digging up their graves for that is disrespectful. It's dishonorable. I'm not going to let you. It had a little words, end up going on without doing anything. Then it got to the point where in this cave where we killed off the enemies, the monk was tearing everything off the walls. If it wasn't bolted down, they were turning it over, looking for loot. The DM kind of got annoyed with it because they'd been doing this for about 30 minutes. So he's like, there's a chest over there. So he opens it, nothing. Happened a few times before they caught on. My character ended up go, leaving that part of the cave, going to another part, kicked in the door. Then the DM jumps back to the monk. They didn't want me to one-up them because they had a really high strength, so they thought, I'll kick in a door. Giant scorpion that ended up killing them. Um, then I did a one-off on Pathfinder. End up leaving early because I had to go out with some friends that I had planned and Started later than we expected. Then I played one campaign as a ranger in Pathfinder. It was pretty fun. I had one of those min-max kitsune sorcerer people in my group. He wanted to be the star of the show. Like, my favorite moment was we I had joined, then we had another person join. So we are in a need of a second horse. So I tried seducing this old woman, thinking she hasn't got anything in a while. Sell my body for a horse, I guess. Didn't go so well, but I had made a promise for a discount to come back that night and have some fun. 
So we get the horse, go to where we need to before we leave. I'm like, okay, guys, you're going in there telling her I died before we even left. Because I didn't want to sleep with an old woman. The kid soon was like, no, no, the honorable thing, you have to, you said you would. So intimidation check. And I'm like, you're going to tell her like very angrily. And I had a nat 20 on that. And the DM is just cracking up because the kitchen was like, oh, charm person, make him do it. He's like, no, dude, you're shit in your pants. Not going to happen. And that's what they go with when they get back to town. For some reason, my character ended up falling asleep on the tavern couch where she also lived because she ran that tavern. She woke up before me, nearly missed me when she went to slap me, hit the couch, woke me up. So I'm like, oh, shit, time to bluff my way out. Didn't work last or so the persuasion didn't work. But let's see if the bluff does like I'm a ghost. (laughs) It didn't work. And he was so hoping I did. Like after that, we were talking. He's like, I wish it worked. And he's like, yeah, I'm like. Let's see if I could still pick up things. Bring me a beer. And we were just having fun with it. And like the night before, I skinned a couple foxes and I was like, uh, I, I, I brought you a gift. And he's like, God damn it, better not be those foxtails. It, it's a couple foxtails you could turn into a scarf. But yeah, between after that, I didn't play for a while until the group I started that Reaper ended up joining. It was fun at points played a samurai there i know it's a running trend ranger samurai and we played what six seven months in that campaign thereabouts yeah there was a uh, some moments like before reaper joined we were fighting some cultists trying to they were looking for the same artifacts as us and i saw the druid had saw a dragon the night before So we're on the horses. I see people ahead, so I dart ahead. Everybody thinks, great, he's going to fight them. I'm just trying to, like, hey, you guys know there's a dragon there. Well, we start getting talking, and there's red flags everywhere. These people are looking for us. They don't know it just yet, but they're looking for us. So we end up fighting, then that dragon shows up with the rider on it. And it's evident that this is going to be a TPK. I looked at everybody said, run. So they started to on their turns, and mine came up. I started swinging. I stayed to fight. And they're like, what are you doing? They've got a fucking dragon. It's going to catch up. One of us needs to stay behind. I'm the only one that could tango with them for the time for you to run. So the barbarian ends up jumping on a horse, dragging me against my will. Then shortly about that time, that's when Reaper joined. That campaign went on for... Not too many noticeable things. There was one point where we were in caves, split the party. My group ended up having to kill off this old lady that was, I can't remember what she really was, but disguised as an old lady with a cane. So I made note that I'm bringing this cane with me, like doing parkour stuff across the last stretch and while using the cane for a small old lady, just for shits and giggles. That campaign ended with everybody dying. That's just the way the story was written. We started another campaign. One of the group members was the DM. It was going fairly well. It was pretty fun. I was playing a Dragon Knight, focusing on 
the defender side where I'm a tank with I spend an hour with my shield splits in two and becomes halved spike shields where I use that to fight kind of Captain America wise with some of my abilities throwing the shield ricocheting coming back to me and then stuff happened where we no longer played that campaign and started the one we're in now and such an elaborate history at least yeah. compared to me anyway you're talking yeah. <laughs> a quarter of that <laughs> yeah since we went from the most experienced the next one is going to be you yeah so um i have of course known about D D for years never actually got a chance to play legitimately until uh, the time I joined uh, with Nian's group and whatnot in that other campaign, or my first campaign. And I I came in as an arcane archer fighter. And um, let's just say uh, me and Kai back then, Kai was a warlock back then. Let's just say we were the t- we were we were the highest da- damage dealers. Just because you got that oath, Bo. Hey hey hey. Don't blame me, but no, like we were like me, me and Kai back then. We we started up, we started up, we started up a nice little 50, uh, 50 club. Fifty club is whenever you can deal fifty plus damage in one turn. Well, that oath bow. I'm just saying, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, even if it was because of the oath bow, I still made fifty club. Yeah, but I was deflecting shit, so I don't care. And. uh just a few things that I can remember from that first campaign was um, we did at one point run into a beholder and my dumb ass completely forgot to you know, blind it with one of my abilities, one of my arrow abilities, and that would have made a lot of its you no know, optic attacks useless because it can't see. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, but that, that's actually where uh, me and Kai attained 50 Club is when we each hit the beholder you no. Know, for like 50 points of damage in two different turns. And uh, another noticeable or memorable point in that campaign was the time we split the party up. Like, we back then, like, we had actually a lot of people. There was like, what, eight people back then? And that's why we split up? Mm-hmm. It was seven at that time. That's when our next GM kind of co-GM'd my group while you were with the main DM and... Yeah, so our party split up, and I can't remember what most of ours went through. The most memorable part was Aki, who at the time was a halfling paladin. She really wanted to fight a sleeping dragon. Like she wanted to wake. Like she, there was a sleeping dragon. She wanted to go over, wake it up, and fight this motherfucker. And I'm just kind of dragging her out the room, like, nope, we're not doing it. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, and it, it wasn't like just any small dragon it was a large dragon so it had to have been at least adult or higher uh, adult or ancient so like that, that, those are really the only two things i can re- particularly remember about that campaign outside of the ending where once we defeat the big bad everyone dies but um the next campaign we picked up with you know our previous uh dungeon master was thoroughly really fun actually like um I played a monk who was, um, he, yeah, I was a monk, and the monastery I was at was raided by the main kingdom of the world, and my monk swore in, like, an oath of vengeance, essentially. Not a paladin, not like a paladin, but, like, it, like, it was just like, I'm gonna get revenge on these people who destroyed my monastery. 
eventually I, I tried to make an attack against um, some uh, some party uh, some kingdom party group. I was captured and I was sold as a slave and fought in gladiatorial pits. And eventually, when I gained my freedom, I met up with the rest of the party. We went on nice little adventures. I slept with the Yuanti Peter Blood. And uh, was it you or Kai that made that pact with the eyeball on the mirror? That'd be me. Because that's where I also disappeared. Because So how the story went after, after that game kind of dissolved for personal reasons, my character, who was kind of co- uh, coercing with a... I, I think he, at the time, he said a Yugoloth or something like that. Maybe it's been a cool minute since then. So anyway, I was I was I was cohorting with this this alternate dimension being, and when the game ends, the DM said that my character vanished into the mirror and was never seen was never seen again. So I've like at, alongside the uh, current session that I am dungeon mastering. I've actually went back to the other game where that GM has picked up the story 15 years later with new party members and everything. He brought my character back as a villain. I forgot to mention, I'm in that group as well, and fuck Tempest. Hey, hey, Tempest is awesome. Tempest ran up on me, and I'm, I'm not about that life with that 15 AC. So yes, he brought my, he brought my, he brought my monk back, and he's now this, like, his, he, I wouldn't, he wouldn't call him the big bad, but he is a pretty big badass. He comes back, he's force choking people, he's got a lightsaber, because now that's how the story was written. And it like, like, I'm like, holy shit, it's my character, I'm happy! Uh, so, yeah, there's that. A side note about the lightsaber, where we ended, we were in this spacecraft that was lodged into the planet for who knows how long. And it was obviously well beyond our technological feats. Because we're in there, Kai's characters messing around, and a giant chicken leg ends up... This is before the dissolvation of the first party. of the Yeah. yeah. It was the session before the dis- we dissolved, I believe. It was a session or two, yeah. yeah. A giant chicken leg appears, so he grabs it, just chowing down. We're fighting these... Creatures that we could only describe as big daddies from Bioshock. He walks out, one runs up, attacks him. He parries it with the chicken leg. And that spawned the term, chicken leg parry. That Kai will never live down. And weren't you using something like spider walk and on the ceiling going, what the fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. I got me some nice spider walking boots so I can you know, walk up walls and on ceilings and shit. I'm just firing arrows down from the safety of the ceiling. <laughs> and he's just there with a chicken leg like, can't no, touch no. this. Not arrows. I was a different game. I was monking, so I would... I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, all I remember... You went on the roof so you could go through everybody and get into a position to fight. Yeah, that, that, that make, that's, makes more sense. And now, uh, obviously, so the until part was the whole Tempest coming back. And he's now a villain, and I'm absolutely loving it. But And then we have the campaign that we all have started, and that I've eventually taken over as Dungeon Master. So this game, like, I was so happy 
when I convinced Lucas, our previous dungeon master, to allow me to play this homebrew class after I shaved off like half of its abilities to make it more balanced to the other players. So I'm really giddy, and I'm enjoying the and I'm enjoying playing. I'm enjoying the role playing, the connections I have built with the rest of the cat with the rest of the cast, casting characters, and then Lucas leaves and I have to take over as DM. Well, I don't say I have to. But I was the one who volunteered to take over as DM. And now I'm just like, I wanted to play my character, damn it. But now you get to play Minnie. And you get to fuck with the party by going, Birthbringer's gonna get a succubus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it wasn't the succubi now, it was gonna be something else later. Who knows, it might still be. Which, on that topic... Let's go in here from Birthbringer, shall we? Or the Earthquake, Juggernaut, Bone Crusher. Something. Something. <laughs> well, first of all, my character's just been fucking with his prostitutes. I haven't even, like, messed with anybody else with anything else dealing with him and his hoes. I've been asking if people got fat ass to be titties, which that's a normal occurrence. No, you did ask Marie, are you a celibate? Because the next question is, you want to fuck? I mean, well, I mean, it was that. But I mean, that's minor stuff. That's minor stuff. You have toned it down, and I appreciate that. It wasn't even really a big thing to begin with. It was like two sessions. But anyway, I'm not even I'm not even, I'm not even here to. Uh, so this is my first ever DD session. Uh I mean it's been around me for a long time. I played the Borders Gate series when I was younger. I played the Champions of Norad series when I was younger. Uh I've even warped. Um yeah, yeah, I've even done some warping. Um what y'all looking at me like that for? What's so funny? Oh, no. no. It was <laughs> amusing watching Reaper's head just snap like what? <laughs> Whenever he's like, I'm LARPing and you just... No, I used to. Don't LARP anymore. I have LARPed in the past. Shit, I would still LARP today if I could. And I mean, fortunately, it's not a big LARPing thing in Oklahoma as far as I know. I just kind of revealed where we're at. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> not a big LARPing thing where we're at now. Uh, but I actually did kendo in college. So... You know, I've owned, like, a bunch of training stuff, kendo sticks, and, you know, I've got a giant foam sword and everything. But, you know, I, like I was saying, going back to my subject, I've done everything around Nerdwise except for D&D. Played video games really heavily, was even played in tournaments uh, for video games, especially Soul Calibur and Tekken. I mean, I've played, you know, played Yu-Gi-Oh! pretty hard. I mean, I never did any big tournaments and stuff like that, but, I mean, played video games really hard. Big anime fan, uh, big anime fan. We even got a YouTube channel for anime stuff. Uh, I've read comic books. I've worked on comic books. I actually have a comic book that I'm working on as well. I'm, I'm, back when I was in college, I went to college for creative studies, where my main focus was screenplays, which I had this idea back in the day, which now is, you know, 10 years ago, it was completely unheard of. Now it's like a big thing. Everybody's doing it. But... Ten years ago, I came up with an idea with my teacher about writing screenplays for video games. And uh, where basically, instead of having a whole giant group of people work on a video game, as far as storyboard-wising and character character development-wise, everything came from my head and I wrote it out like a screenplay. And so it really cut, it's a lot more work, but everything's more congruent. There's not a whole bunch of people working on one thing. Like, other than the technology side, technology side, like, I mean, I pretty much created everything. And, uh, you know, but that was 10 years ago. And, I mean, I've I wrote a lot of scripts and 
like I said, worked on comic books and everything, but I've never played D&D. And a lot of people were just like, that's so surprising, considering the fact that I've done everything else around it. So Aki's character, or Aki's player, invited me one time. She said she was starting a new D&D campaign after the last one dissolved that you guys were in. And asked if I wanted to play. And I was like, I mean, this is the only thing I haven't done. It's kind of that's all that's left. I mean, other than that, I've never played Magic the Gathering. I don't know. It's still a big thing. But other than that, like, I mean, those are kind of like the last things left um, to give me my, my, my platinum star in my, in my nerddom. <laughs> Cosplay, I do everything else. So essentially now we got to get a couple Magic decks and teach you how to play so you could get that platinum star. Guy has plenty. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, man. I mean, I've played, I played Pokemon. I did Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I said, I did video games. Big anime fan. I've gone to anime conventions. I've hosted panels at anime conventions. Uh, I've cosplayed. I own several comic books. I'm working on two comic books right now. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of all that's left now. Now I've played D&D. Now I just gotta play. I'll play Magic the Gathering, and then, boom, get my little platinum star up there. So, as a as a writer. You know, somebody who does a, a lot of writing stuff, like on the side, you know, from all different types. Like, Dungeons & Dragons just, like I said, it's always been kind of interesting, interesting for me. And I wanted to play, somebody had suggested me try to be a DM, and I was like, I've never even played the game before. How am I supposed to DM? Like, I've uh, never even played. So now that we've been on our session now, what, what's going on? What, seven months now? Six, seven months now we've been in our session? Yeah, about, uh, yeah, six. Yeah. So about six months now that we've been in our session, um, now I've got my own session that I'm you know, DMing. Uh, it's supposed to start out like as a small, like kind of family session. Now it's like a whole gang of us have got like six players, well five, maybe soon to be six players that I'm DMing for. And I mean, it's just kind of, I use all my creative writing background stuff and pretty much treat it like a video game, but you can do more free stuff. I've always liked the idea of D&D because in video games, it's, you know, these open world video games like GTA and Skyrim and stuff like that. Yeah, it's more open world. And yeah, you can do a lot of things, but you still have the constructs of the game. You still have the, you know, the, 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 the you're still in the game world and there's only certain things you can do. In D&D, you can kind of handle things however you want. And I really like that aspect a lot where you can have the chicken leg parry, you know, or you can go and, you know, try to fuck hookers but accidentally fuck a succubus um, or try to fuck a succubus and almost get killed. Um, you know, you can do those things in D&D. &D. You, you can't do those things in a video game. I mean, it would take 20 years for them to write every single thing for you to do every single option like that in a video game. It's just not going to happen. So D&D kind of allows you to do that. And at the same time, it really helps with my writing career as well because it helps me think of things outside of the box, like how characters could handle things. So that when I do write my stories, especially when I'm working on video game-wise, I can have different things that people just don't normally think of because it's kind of D&D-ish, you know, take from D&D &D adventures and throw in. I've got a video game we're working on right now. Uh, it's called And It All Falls Down. And the story is already outrageous and wild. And I really feel like this whole D&D &D thing, you know, playing D&D &D with you guys and DM my own session, like really helps me throw even more wacky out of the box things into the game because the game's really wacky as it is. It's like a mix between this, I'll say this, the Disguise series, which is a strategy RPG from Japan, and I mean, kind of like a uh, like the Tales series, which is another JRPG, not a strategy wise, but just a JRPG. Uh, 
And working on that game and playing D&D, like, it helps me keep up with more and more wacky things to throw into my games. So, I mean, it's it's, it's been interesting. I like DMing uh, my session so far. We've only had one session. We'll have another session tonight, actually. Our second session will be tonight. And it's already been wacky. One of our characters, uh, she's <laughs> she's already been acting wild. It's going to be interesting dealing with her. Uh, her name, her character's name is Sui, and she's played by Liquid Nitrogen, who's my wife, and helps me do uh, stuff on my Black, on Black Man Rises YouTube channel. And her character is funny because the character's a monk, and she's supposed to be socially awkward. And one of the first things she says when she meets the party is that she likes punching cats. And so it's just like, okay, you like punching cats? That's a weird factoid, but okay. And it comes from me. Like, she doesn't really like punching cats. It comes from this YouTube series called Haterbot, where the character asks, do you like punching cats? But anyway, she says that. And then so 20 minutes later, another one of our characters who plays a human character, Jack, she uh, says, hey, so I'm outside and I'm, I'm playing with the cat. I'm like, why you decide to play? Why you decide to play with the cat? So Sui's like, oh, so she's testing me now. She's testing me to see if I... Well, I go outside and I see the cat and I punch it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> go, go ahead and roll <laughs> that roll. Speaking of punching cats, the way Aki's paladin in that campaign when she first joined, the one I was in, then Reaper later joined, she tried taking something from our Alistair's character at the time. He was some kind of barbarian I can't remember what she tried taking, but he had a pet dog. So she ended up using the command spell to have the dog pee on us. Because I was helping him because Stu's trying to mug my buddy. The dog pees on me. I just lay into this dog with my sword. <laughs> wow, the sword? <laughs> hey, it pissed on my boots. I mean, you're going to get him with the sword? Like, I understand. Well, she's, see, Liquid Nice's character is a monk. So I mean, punching it, punching a cat is, I guess, the same equivalent as taking a sword to a dog. Exactly. <laughs> but still, yeah, she ended up healing the dog, and it runs off. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what ends up happening with us. Is you know, she ends up punching this cat, and like, of course, you know, she's punched the cat. Like, when you're a monk, cat, lucky didn't explode. But the cleric at the time, she goes in and she heals the cat, and the cat runs off, and the cat's gonna be actually making a, a comeback. Uh, we've been talking about what the crazy things this cat is going to be coming back to get his revenge. I call it the Kill Bill cat. Um, <laughs> it's the kill every time. Every time the cat pops up, I'm just gonna have like a random encounter table. I'm just gonna roll on it, and anytime the cat pops up, I'll play that Kill Bill uh, siren uh, siren song, and she's gonna have to make like an athletics roll or something like that. But the cat's the cat's gonna be back. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, I've been really enjoying D and D. I mean, like I said, I just started this year been playing for a total now as long as our session's been and um DMing my own session on the side as well um i mean it, it's been interesting it's been it's been fun life-changing and like i said i mean it's gives me a lot of experience a lot of stuff to write about i mean it's one of the last things left on my nerd stuff to do and i'm really glad that you know i got to join in i'm really glad we're playing and everything yeah, i mean i know i get on people's nerves because i'm loud and uh Stuff like that. Everybody kind of hates me in the party. But it's whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, the only thing that irks me as the DM is how sidetracked the party gets. I don't know. I got to say, seeing one dude trying to flirt with one dude pretending to be a girl is kind of sometimes looks kind of awkward. 
Like, he's calling her a chick, and then the other guy's like, hey, baby. And like, nothing against <laughs> the transgender people, but a lot of th- times, especially bard players and memes and stuff, like, I seduce this. Like, you do realize that it's a dude playing something he's not comfortable playing. And, like, if you haven't played D&D at all, and you just, like, you see the memes and they're f- how funny they can be, like, no, that is that is how D&D is. Like, the whole uh, thing about Birthbringer, you no, know, tries to fuck anything that walks. Now, it, it, it's calmed down, it's calmed down. <laughs> but the whole, like, he tries to fuck anything that walks. Like, at the same time, it is kind of infuriating to, you know, to have this play out over and over again. Either he tries to seduce the chick and she's just not having it, or he just completely fails to seduce. I, the whole turning, turning this, like the whole succubi thing that I threw at him, that was meant to be like, okay, you want to keep trying to fuck her? You want you, you want to keep trying to fuck girls? I'm going to give you something to fuck with. <laughs> but to be honest, I've only tried to seduce one person and I actually succeeded. And that was that girl who gave me that scarf. We just didn't have enough time. And I prioritized the party over that and left. But I've only tried to seduce one person. That whole thing in the in the bar, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I don't even know. We didn't even roll seduction or whatever. I don't even know what you roll for seduction. But yeah, we didn't try to roll seduction or anything. You know, it was it ended up being a competition. But I mean, like, I just ask questions. I just say that she got big titties. Did we ever talk about that? What? That whole competition bit. Yeah, that was a good portion of that episode. No, I mean, did we ever talk about that it really should not have happened? What because you, you were having that conversation with Aki out of game. Oh, I mean, yeah, we never really brought it up in the podcast, but yeah, me and Aki was having a, having that conversation out of game about it. But here, here's my thing. We got to remember, in our campaign, the Happy Dragon Company has been together five years. Have been together five, uh, yeah, for at least five years. Now, yes, we've lost members, you know, like Smackers. <laughs> Smackers. But, uh, like Smackers and whoever the paladin dude was whatever he was anything yeah whatever um but birthbringer and aki they would have had this competition before this this would have been a uh, they would have had this competition before i I couldn't imagine i mean you've got to imagine putting me and aki's player if we've been hanging around for five we've had this competition in real life (laughs) we've had this competition in real life it's not a surprise that we'll bleed over to a game In Birthbringer's defense, he was about to get some cut. He was sexually frustrated. So, of course, he would like, people, let's fuck. And he was lo- away from cream for, what, a week? Exactly. It was a long time. I mean, no matter fucking one prostitutes. All I did was ask the flower girl if she was celibate. I don't see a problem with that. But we know the next question if she said no. I mean, you don't know. It didn't happen. She went and got Daria. She went and told she went to snitch. She was uncomfortable. <laughs> look, look. All right, all right. You are a five foot three <laughs> human woman. If a seven foot eight Goliath comes up and asks you, hey girl, you celibate, your initial thought is run away. Especially since you don't know him. Especially since you don't know him. Look, look, okay, <laughs> look, I live a different lifestyle. I'm a strip club manager in real life. All right. I'm six foot five in real life. I have no problem asking four foot nine girl if she's celibate or not. I don't know. You came up to me. He's like, you going to eat your cornbread? I'd be the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> so I get where she's coming from. 
I mean, I could have. It could have been a lot worse. I could have asked him what that mount do. <laughs> that could have been the second question. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But I'm just saying, asking if you're a celibate is. I mean, that to me, that is a very, very like a nice way of putting things. Like I didn't ask your girl. You trying to get this birth bringer slong? You know, you ever had some Goliath dick? Like I said, what that mount do? You need your back worked out. Like, you know, does that Unani smell like flowers? Like, I, I had so many other things that I could have asked her, and it could have been so much worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> ask, it, ask it if you're celibate. And, and I, look, 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 people, I want you to get in on this, all right? Comment. Comment or go onto the page if you're listening. Go comment, look on the, go on the page, and, and say, and tell us. Is it wrong for Burt Bringer to ask if the girl was celibate, or could it have been a so much worse? Could have been so much worse. I mean, sure, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. No, we'll, well, we'll, we'll, if you do, if you people do comment, you'll look at them. We'll read out you no know, the discussion on it. You no, know, in our next in our next recording. Shoot, we might even start a poll. I'm just saying. It could have been so much worse. You don't understand, like, the things that I've heard and seen in real life. <laughs> in real life. Not even in D&D, but in real life. I've like seen lizard porn? I mean, like, yes, in like the middle lizard of recording porn. a podcast looking up the lizard porn. Oh, God, he's at it again. I mean, I don't see too much problem. I don't see... Too much problem, man. I don't know what y'all hating for. Look, I'll take my pants off again. I think he's been playing too much D and D, and now we know where ha- Dragonborn come from. Hey, depends on what color you like. Your, you know, you like your dragon asses. Birthburn prefers a deep red. But that's the most violent. I mean, hey, violent sex is good sex. What are you talking about? And if you have a burning sensation, you better check your dick then. I mean, pee and fire. Look, like Eddie Murphy said, go outside, set the whole house on fire, that could be a weapon. <laughs> nah, no magic. <laughs> so, um, well, well, I was like, I was, I was like, oh yeah, people, if you if you haven't played D&D, you really should get together with some friends and get set yourself up a game. Before I actually started playing D&D, I'm like, oh yeah, D&D's cool. No, I mean, I... I you know, kept up to date with most of the you know, rules and stuff, but I ever ne- never actually got to play. But now that I've since started playing, I want to play a game every every week, if not every day. Yeah, well, yeah, because our group meets bi-weekly. Then the other group we're in is on the other Saturday, so it's bi-weekly as well. You're like, okay, I could do both. I could play every week now. Yeah, and I'm still cons- and I'm still supposed to be starting up another campaign with some friends from work who have yet to play D and D as well. You know, thinking about D and D, my first real exposure, I was a what sophomore in high school. Me and a couple of friends were gonna play, obviously during lunch because that was the only time we were all together. So each session would have been short, but it just never happened. Wait, I'm older than you. I was a sophomore in what two thousand one. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, hold (laughs) up. You still may be older than me. We're about the same age. (laughs) Roughly. I'm the baby. I just remember you saying, I thought you said you started up in, like, 2006. I was like, hold on, wait. I graduated in 2006. (laughs) 
No, we're the same age. Okay. But, no, we were going to play then, but it just never happened. Then, five years later, didn't even think about it at the time. I was like, oh, we're going to play. You guys are playing D&D? I want to join. And been downhill ever since. D&D is not cheap. It really isn't. Like, that. that, that is the one downside. Like, books are expensive as fuck. And they're addictive. <laughs> they are, bro. Like, I feel like I'm buying a new, be- a new book every week. I wish I had the money to buy a new book every week. Like I, I got the I got the three core books, players uh, players handbook, dungeon master guide, and monster manual, and I still like I, off the top of my head I can name like three other books, four other books I want to get. I want to get the new Eberron book. I want to get uh, Xanathar's guide. I want to get Volo's guide to monsters. Uh, Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Like there's a lot of books to get, but most of the information actually can be found free online. Most of it. Yeah, I think I'm at seven books now. Just be happy this isn't like 3.5. Like, there's just so many books that you... Well, they called it the Roll20 system. But you could integrate it with 3.5. It just mix and match the books. There was a lot more content. But granted, there's a lot more free homebrew stuff online now. So, gosh. I want to play. (laughs) I know we have to wait till tomorrow to play, but I want to play. You'll live for a day. Uh, but don't die. We can't replace another DM. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. As long as I'm as long as I'm appreciated. <laughs> no, it's we enjoy our characters. We just don't want to start a new campaign with that, different characters. Well, what would have happened if there was a TPK in the last session? I hope you have somewhere to live because I'm burning that bitch down. Damn! <laughs> wow. That is bloody quickly. <laughs> You're gonna burn my house up for a TPK. That'll teach you, right? Okay, how about we not like either I don't wanna either A, have our character get TPK just to see if you would do it, and or B, have you burned out his house. Like either one of these scenarios right now don't sound good. <laughs> I mean, but, we almost had that TPK though. Twice. No, no. The second time we were able to escape quick enough. The first time? Oh, the first session? No. You guys started running quick. Oh, 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 yeah. That was the first (laughs) session. I was referring to the last session. We almost had almost TPK twice. In one session. I don't really really call the whole thing with Maryland almost a TPK because we did, like, only one person went down and we dipped out. We were ready to peace out hella quick. And I did make my first death save, so. Yeah. We would have, at most, we would have lost just his character. But like Birdbrick wasn't gonna let that happen. We would okay, we would have lost two because Birdbrick wouldn't let that happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't call that almost a TPK. I mean, it, it had the potential to be, but we instantly realized that this was not a good idea and eat the fuck out. Like we, but I mean, on that boat, no, like there, there was no escape. I mean, the ship's crew wasn't there to help us or weren't strong enough. I mean, even if they, they almost still died anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, the crew was there to help us. Thanks to Shaw, they almost all died. Yeah, he killed like half of them. Why don't we get experience for that again? Because you guys didn't get experience for that. Oh, I thought we did because they you said they did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh no! Oh, the, oh. the crew members because they didn't die. No, and they're not enemies to be had to get XP from. Look, if I walked up to a house cat and fought it in D anD D, that's still combat experience. Get over here and just like, the person they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Look with you guys in your version of cats. That was the first time I attacked a cat in this com- conversation. It was a dog last time. <laughs> okay, what is your guys' version of pets? Okay, look, PETA. I don't need you to get on our backs. All right? It's, it's, a, it's a fictional how, game. No. How, how dare you call me PETA? I eat steak like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dita. Druids against animal whatever, yeah. Uh, sure. Instead of people, it's druids. Yeah, there we go. Which is a faction on World of Warcraft. Oh, well, I mean, look, sometimes cats are to get points. I mean, do you see what they do to small children? Anyway, that's completely off subject. That's all, that's all subject. Hey, for. shit. No, we're talking about wherever the fuck we want in this one. <laughs> if you want to continue on that tangent, go for it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love cats, but, like, they are mean. They're just mean. Because they're God's perfect little killers. Well, I mean, I guess. In a tiny little body. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's why Liquid Ice's character likes to punch cats. Oh, shit. What else? Well, I mean, what else can we talk about? Anything doesn't even really have to be D&D related. That? I don't have anything else to add. I don't, can't think of anything. I'm listen, I don't have any Twitch else either. Yeah, I think Shaw's character's memory loss is now jumping to us. It's contagious. People, be aware if you're listening, if you start losing your memory about shit, you've probably been infected with the Shaw virus. Yep, Shaw disease. And if you, it sounds like a real disease, too. And if you see the Shadow Man, don't fuck with him. <laughs> don't make deals with him. It's my yeah. homeboy, all right? He still ain't done me wrong. He done... He done the party wrong. That's close oh, enough. <laughs> oh, wait, no. He's actually kind of happy what happened to Shaw. Since he's Lightning Rat now. So, he, Shaw had to come into him. In the exactly. Time, so. Hey, look. You still... You get got. I, I don't know what to say. You know, karma. <laughs> Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Murphy's Roll. Thank you for listening, people. Remember, you can find us on Anchor, Google Play, or Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Breaker, and a couple other little ones. Tell your friends about us. Yes, tell your friends about us. No, get them listening. Hopefully, if they like what they hear, they might be more enticed to start up a campaign with you. Come on, like like D and D is actually a growing sensation again. Yeah, like, I have I've noticed that, and I'm just like, wow, this is this is amazing. Yeah, so make sure you like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter, and comment and whatever. Yes, please, people. I mean, we 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 love we love hearing from you. Now, give us critiques, give us comments, give us insults. I don't fucking care. Like like interact with us because we would love to interact with you guys. Hey, uh, I don't know too much about the men's salt. Yeah, they don't, might don't, have... get, don't get started too hard. A burger and come fuck your wife. I was going to say they could catch <laughs> us outside, but damn. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for today. This is Reaper. This is Nian. And Destroyer of All. Bye, folks.